0: Welcome to the Seeing Deep podcast, where we see deep in a shallow world by exploring our surrounding culture through a biblical lens. This month, we have been discussing the significance and impact that worldviews have on us. We heard from George Barna on how to be culture changers and learned just how much influence this world is under right now with godless worldview systems. And last week we discussed being able to recognize the worldviews that affect us, and now we're closing our discussion on why this is so important, why we need to protect our belief system. The scripture for today's episode is taken from 2 Timothy 4, verses 1 through 5. I solemnly exhort you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by His appearing in His kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Correct rebuke, and exhort with great patience and instruction. For the time will come when they will not tolerate sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance with their own desires, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and will turn aside to myths. But as for you, use self-restraint in all things, endure hardship, do the work of evangelist, fulfill your ministry." This scripture flies in the face of the politically correct environment our culture is steeped in. No one wants to be corrected, rebuked, or exhorted, and someone who clings to their conviction and beliefs can be viewed as closed-minded. We are instructed to be tolerant of other belief systems except for Christianity. Friends, for such a time as this, we have got to know what we believe. And it needs to be biblical. Everything else will burn up. If we don't know what we believe, someone else will make up our mind for us. So how do we know what to believe and how do we protect our belief system? Number one, immerse your mind in God's word. This renews our mind in the spirit rather than the flesh. 2 Timothy 3.16 reveals that God's word trains us in righteousness and instructs us in what we should believe. It says all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. When we are faithful to immerse our minds and saturate our minds in God's word, our minds are able to think rightly. Number two, resist beliefs that are counter to God's word. 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 5, is a verse that helps us to remember to do this. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not wage battle according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying arguments and all arrogance raised against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ." Our faith is a fight, friends. Our beliefs are under attack. What we believe matters. Don't let anyone persuade you to be cavalier with your beliefs. Don't let yourself be pressured to accept doctrine or beliefs or ways of living that are counter to God's Word. Number three, know what you believe. Don't be a lazy Bible student, be a student of the Word. I know sometimes even in raising my children, I taught them to have their devotional time, but I recognize just even of in myself and in my kids how that can become rote and that can become a duty that we check off. We don't want to be lazy. 2 Timothy 2.15 reminds us of this. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. How does that happen? By handling the word of truth daily. And you know, there's a lot of great tools for that. You can go uh, onto google.com and you can look for biblical tools to help you. Um, the blueletterbible.com is one that I use every day. And you know, just to look and try to understand, you can even take a verse. You don't have to pick apart a whole chapter because that would take <laughs> a long time. But be faithful, friends to know what you believe by handling the word of truth well. Number four, be able to recognize truth. John 8, 32 says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. How sad it is that we hold the truth in our hands, but don't often use it. Truth frees us from the bondage of lies. You see, the enemy is seeking to deceive us daily. Our own hearts deceive us daily. This is why we need the truth and we need to be able to recognize it so that when we see something false, just like a banker can tell a counterfeit bill, we will recognize it when we are well acquainted with the truth. And the truth sets us free to do God's will if we believe the truth and apply it to our lives. Number five, Hold on to truth. Titus 1 9 says he must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. Now, how should we protect our belief system? Protect your belief system in a way that is compelling and persuasive to others, but not badgering them or hitting them upside the head with your Bible. We will not compromise what we believe, but we must care for the souls who we are demonstrating our belief system to. 2 Timothy 2, verses 24 through 25 says, And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. You know, when I see that patiently, enduring evil. I think sometimes we can become offended when people oppose us, but ultimately they're opposing the truth that we are defending. And so we need to try to separate ourselves and not take it personally. But as we defend the truth, our goal is to win their souls. And the Bible says, he who wins souls is wise. And we want to do it in a way that is kind, separate ourselves from the message that we're sharing. Colossians 4 verses 5 and 6 says walk in wisdom toward outsiders making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious seasoned with salt so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Why do we defend what we believe? We don't have firm beliefs if we do not keep them. Paul wrote to the church at Philippi about his defense of the gospel, speaking of those who were antagonizing him in his evangelistic efforts in Philippians 1, 15 and 16. Some, to be sure, are preaching Christ even from envy and strife, but some also from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. Friends, we too are appointed to defend and share the gospel. What you or I think and personally believe must line up with God's truth or it does not matter. And did you notice here that Paul is talking about people who are preaching Christ from envy and strife? In other words, sometimes we're going to have people oppose us within the body of Christ. It's a bummer. I'm going to tell you, I've experienced it. It's hard. People assume bad things of you, but here's what you have to do. Separate yourself from their insults. Care even for them. Don't let yourself be provoked and distracted from what we're really called to a defense of the gospel and to share God's word. In summary, friends, know what you believe and believe what you know. Defeat worldviews that do not line up with God's word. Protect your beliefs so that you can live out what you say you believe and help others to do the same. You've been listening to the Scene Deep podcast where we dive into the Word of God for the answers to life's problems. <laughs>